Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. You know, we're, we're going down the right road here with the things that we're thinking that we did wrong last year and the things we're working on the direction we're headed um, for short tracks. Uh, that, that was a good confidence booster. You know, and confidence is a huge part of this. Um, and I've said it a lot. It's not so much for the driver, I don't think. It's more for the, you know, the engineer, the crew chief, the guys that are like making the big decisions on the car. So many things they have to decide on before we come to the track of, you know, what they're going to put in the car with the simulation and all the things that they have to do. There's a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of guesswork involved. You have to be confident in yourself that, you know, your intuition is a part of that. It's not just computers telling you exactly how to set the car up. So confidence for those guys is a big thing. And um, when you get going down a direction that's working for you and you can make small tweaks it's a lot easier than being out being out way out in left field and having to figure it all out and change everything at once so um, it's just a work in progress nascar live is brought to you by toyota for the latest toyota racing information visit toyotaracing.com from the mrn studios in concord north carolina here is your host kyle ricky Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live as we enter the off weekend after an exciting race in Sonoma. Kyle Ricky in for Mike Bagley for what will be a very busy 60 minutes. As we enter the off weekend, we'll relive some of the best moments of the 2023 season and see where we stand points-wise in the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Craftsman Truck Series. One of the top contenders for the Truck Championship, Christian Eckes, will be here and much more. But first, Jason Toy is here with a check of the latest headlines in NASCAR. Jason? Well, Kyle, champagne glasses were sipped during the final moments of the 24 Hours of Le Mans as NASCAR executives Jim France and Mike Helton were alongside Rick Hendrick as NASCAR's Garage 56 entry crossed the finish line. Piloting the number 24 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 was seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, sports car ace Mike Rockefeller, and former F1 champion Jensen Button. As the lone member of the special innovative car class, the NASCAR entry finished 39th out of the 62 two cars entered. Over the weekend, former NASCAR Cup Series driver Greg Biffle spoke to the media and announced his intentions to go Xfinity Series racing next season in Portland as a one-off. It's funny, it kind of sneaks up on me, I guess, because I know it was announced a, a few years ago, and as it got closer, you know, these things take a lot of time to 
put together a program to go do that. So I feel like I'm probably going to start working on on a program for next year and try and run that race. Biffle last ran in the Xfinity Series in 2010 and has 20 career wins and 244 starts. Kyle? Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll begin our status report on all three of NASCAR's top series with a look at the Cup Series. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Just over four months ago, Cup Cars got back on track with their second trip to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Now 16 championship races and two exhibition events into the 2023 season, there are storylines aplenty. Kurt Becker has more. The NASCAR Cup Series came into the current season with many unknowns. Would the next-gen car deliver the parody it had provided in 2022? Would some of the sport's biggest stars succeed in their new rides? And what would the future look like for many longtime veterans, including the man that started 2023 with a bang? White flag is in the air. Final lap of the Bushlight Clash. It looks like Martin Truex Jr. may take the win here at the Coliseum. Off the corner he comes. He still has a three-car length, four-car length advantage overall. Austin Dillon, who's being hounded by Kyle Busch. MTJ, Martin Truex Jr. has scored the win in the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. One big mystery, the future of Martin Truex Jr. He is in the final year of his contract at Joe Gibbs Racing and has yet to make an announcement on what might be in store past 2023. One thing for sure is that team owner Joe Gibbs wants the driver back and believes Truex's success thus far this season is paving the way for that to happen. I think it's huge. And we are constantly talking to Martin about next year. We want him to stay with us as long as we can convince him to do that. I think the best way of doing that is winning races or have a chance to win a championship. I think that's the best sales job we can do. Truex's wins at Dover and Sonoma have secured him a spot in the playoffs. Thinking back, another driver that started the season making some noise was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. We're hearing that it is official. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for JTG Doherty Racing. Driving for a one-car team, Stenhouse's win in the Daytona 500 was noteworthy. Even though the win should be enough to carry the team to the postseason, Stenhouse has maintained a spot in the top 16 in points as he sits 14th going into the season's off week. One of the biggest storylines heading into this season was Kyle Busch as he departed Joe Gibbs Racing after 15 years, which included two Cup Series championships. Making the move to Richard Childress Racing, it only took Busch two races to find success with his new team. Kyle Busch has finally pulled the trigger down to the inside of Ross Chastain. Kyle Busch takes the lead. Here comes the crossover move from Chastain, and it might work side by side for the top spot off turn two. His first win came here. His 61st win will come here at the Auto Club Speedway for Kyle Busch. New driver, new organization combination, and it turns out to be a winning combination as Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Paula Casino 400. Let the 
celebration begin? The following week, William Byron would be the first driver from the Hendrick camp to find Victory Lane, doing so at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And what Byron did a week later made a statement. Here they come up off turn four. Checkered flag is in the air, and William Byron is going to win the United Rentals Work United 500 at Phoenix. William Byron goes back-to-back wins in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2023 in an overtime win. In the fifth week of the season, Chevy's streak of victories finally came to an end as NASCAR Cup Series reigning champion Joey Logano and manufacturer Ford claimed the checkered flag in Atlanta. Toyota would also taste its first success of the season as Tyler Reddick secured his first win for his new team at 2311 Racing, doing so at the first road course of the year, Circuit of the Americas. The sport then turned its attention to its first true short track of the campaign at Richmond, where a driver with the nickname Young Money put on a show as the race drew to a thrilling conclusion. Kyle Larson and his teammate Josh Berry, William Byron looking on, and they are going to go three wide into turn number one. Ross Chastain, oh look out, William Byron's around and into the outside wall. Byron gets clipped. He'll nail the outside wall between one and two. He'll back the car in. The heavy, heavy contact to the back of that car. He'll back it down the banking. Contact was made, and William Byron will go around, and his day is done in Richmond. Chevrolet domination in 2023 will continue. Career win number 20 off four. Final time, and Kyle Larson has won here at Richmond. Hats off my pick crew. They nailed it there on the clutch you know, pit stop there and ultimately won us the race. So it takes a whole team effort to win these Cup Series races, and we've been close to winning, you know, a couple others just uh, haven't quite executed 100% in those the ends of those races, but today we uh, definitely did. So happy for the effort and, and happy to uh, get back in Cup Series victory lane. Larson's performance was the story of the day, but a driver who caught the attention of many was Josh Berry, who was substituting for an injured Chase Elliott. In his fourth start of the season for Hendrick Motorsports, Berry finished runner-up for a Cup Series career high. NASCAR's next stop took the sport to the mountains of Tennessee and the familiar surroundings of Bristol, but on dirt. Two prior editions of the race had failed to produce a winner with a significant dirt racing background, but Christopher Bell would bring that trend to an end. Bristol marked the eighth race of the season, and it was the second time a Toyota had found victory lane. Meanwhile, Chevrolet had won five events by the time the season reached the quarterway point. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we'll have more on the exciting first half of the Cub Series season, and later we'll do a deep dive on the Xfinity Series. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. One segment wasn't nearly enough to recap everything that happened in the NASCAR Cup Series thus far this season. Kurt Becker is back with more. Kyle Larson was the man with a plan at Richmond when NASCAR first went short track racing in 2023. After then wrecking out of the Bristol dirt race after leading 75 laps, Larson and crew chief Cliff Daniels went to Martinsville with a plan 
and had to earn the win late. Battle for the lead. It may be the battle for the win here today. They're side by side, still at the line. Ford on the outside, Chevrolet on the inside. There is no quit in Joey Logano. He rides right with him off turn number two. Actually puts a fender back into the lead on the outside. What a drive by Joey Logano. What a battle for the lead. Larson on the bottom of the racetrack quickly snaps the steering wheel to driver's left. He cuts off the corner. Logano has momentum on the outside. They're still side by side. Spectacular racing for the win this afternoon at Martinsville. Larson this time. He's got him in turn two. He pulls back up in front of him. Kyle Larson to the lead. Larson's win at Martinsville was the fourth for Hendrick Motorsports in nine races to start the season. Chevrolet's hot streak would continue the very next week in an overtime thriller at the Talladega Super Speedway. Bubble Wallace, the new race leader. Ryan Blaney's on his back bumper headed to turn one. Wallace around the outside lane to the lead. Blaney right there for second. Wallace slams the door, goes up to try and block. We've got a car in the wall. Oh, Bubba gets turned in the face of the field. Truex gets slobbered. All the digger gets slobbered. Pandemonium coming off turn number two. Bubba Wallace's car torn to bits. Austin Sidrick is in the middle of it. Riley Herbst gets a piece. Truex gets a piece. A.J. Allmendinger's car crab walking down the back. Straight away, a massive pileup between turns one and two. It is official. Kyle Busch has won here at the Talladega Super Speedway, driving a Chevrolet at the right place at the right time. Off of turn number two, he was out front when the caution flag flew, and Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Geico 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. It had been 15 years since Bush last won at Talladega, and it was a welcome change from his recent results. Bush had finished 14th, 32nd, and 21st in the previous three events. The next two races would be won by members of Joe Gibbs Racing. Martin Truex Jr.'s 54 race winless streak and points paying races finally came to an end at Dover, while Denny Hamlin found victory lane the following weekend for the first time since June of 2022. Hamlin's battle with Kyle Larson over the last 10 laps at Kansas Speedway provided a memorable finish. Here they come to the line. One car length separating Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. They're back in one. Larson goes to the top of the racetrack. Hamlin is right there. He looks to the inside. Larson gets a piece of the fence. Here comes Denny Hamlin. They're side by side. Larson presses the wall again. Well, Hamlin gets into Larson. Larson's in the fence. Hamlin will make the move. Larson will regroup. Denny takes the lead on the back straightaway and pulls away from Larson. Off turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Denny Hamlin will win the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway with a battered race car after the wall. Kyle Larson will finish second. The next week, the fireworks would continue during throwback weekend at Darlington as Larson and Ross Chastain got tangled while battling for the lead. Here they come down to the line. Six lap shootout at Darlington and the good year 400. Chastain up to the gearbox. Larson with him, stride for stride. They're leaning on each other going into one. Side by side into the banking of turn one. Oh, contact between Chastain. Oh, they're in the wall. Chastain and Larson are in the wall. Chastain came up. Larson came down. They get together and the lead two are torn up and Larson shoves Ross Chastain T-bone style a third of the way down the back straightaway. Larson and Chastain's troubles left the door wide open for William Byron. In a turn one and it is bye-bye Byron. Kevin Harvick has fallen back by four, by five. He's got nothing for Willie B. Byron 
off turn two for the final time. In the sunshine as the sun sets over turns three and four at Darlington. Here's William Byron headed off turn four toward the checkered flag. Here comes William Byron out of turn number four through the chaos of the last few laps emerges as a winner at Darlington Raceway. William Byron gets his first win at the track too tough to tame. It was not only Byron's first win at Darlington, but also his third of the season. Though it was not a points-paying event, anticipation was at a fever pitch for the NASCAR All-Star Race. North Wilkesboro returned to the NASCAR schedule for the first time since 1996, and it was the culmination of a project which had found Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the forefront for quite some time. This talk about, do we need the All-Star Race? Come on. We need the all-star race. You know, there's been a little talk about, man, maybe we shouldn't have it. Maybe we don't need the clash. Maybe we don't, you know, I don't like that conversation. We need the clash. We need the all-star race. We need these, you know, these non-points, low-pressure, winner-takes-all moments that, you know, that happen throughout, you know, once or twice a year. And this this race needs to matter, right? And, and maybe this will steer back in that direction. In front of a sellout crowd, Kyle Larson put on a show in the Million Dollar Challenge. Three of the last five times out. Take the check to the bank. One million dollars. Kyle Larson has won the NASCAR All-Star Race at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in dominating fashion. This car was just so good. I was so bad uh, Friday and Saturday. And honestly, <laughs> I told my buddies, I was like, I'm going to run like 15th today. I mean, Never, I think that just shows and never count out this team. You know, they even when we were not good in practice, you give them a night to work on it, they're going to get it better. So they got two nights to work on it this week, and that's why we were so good there in the, the race there. So uh, a million bucks, third all-star win, third different track. It feels, feels so good. Speaking of counting out, Ryan Blaney had gone winless in 2022. Going into the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte this spring, Ford had won just once in 13 events on the season and hadn't won since Joey Logano's victory at Atlanta in March. It would prove to be a milestone Memorial Day weekend for Blaney, though, as the 29-year-old Ford driver won the 600-mile marathon to end a 59-race winless streak. It's not like we're sitting around wanting to go this long without a win. You know, you try every week just as hard as we did on Monday and, and just sometimes things just don't come together and make mistakes or or maybe you know your group is not fast enough to win at the certain time you think everyone's everything's kind of clicking but maybe your cars don't have the speed or like I said sometimes you know drivers get in slumps to where they're not performing at their best and you know all that stuff just kind of adds up and before you know it you're sitting on a, a long time without winning so uh, it's just nice to get back to victory lane it's cool to win you know with Jonathan Hassler I know we won the all-star race last year but really cool to get our first you know, points win together. He's done a great job here, you know, in the first year and a half we've been working together and, you know, done some really cool things and, and hopefully we can continue to do more. Following a win by Kyle Busch at the Worldwide Technology Raceway near St. Louis, Busch's third victory of the season, the NASCAR Cup Series ventured to wine country in Sonoma, California for the second road course race of the year. Martin Truex Jr., already with three prior wins at the track, once again ended the day celebrating a victory with a glass of wine. After 16 races, the halfway mark of the season, Martin Truex Jr. has propelled himself to the lead of the overall point standings. Nine other drivers also have scored wins, securing them a spot in the playoffs. Ross Chastain has yet to win, but sits comfortably in the sixth spot, while Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, and Alex Bowman all sit outside the top 10, but are in the coveted top 16 in points. 
and fan favorite Chase Elliott, plagued by injury and suspension, will have to race his way into the postseason, but he will have 10 opportunities to do so. The first of those 10 events is scheduled for Sunday, June 25th, when NASCAR returns from its annual break to go racing at the Nashville Super Speedway. Thank you, Kurt. Can't wait until the cup cars are back on track in Nashville. Coming up, we'll give you an Xfinity Series status report. And later, Christian Eckes of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series stops by. Craftsman in your hand after stopping, yeah! Not a chair, quick to stand, only the engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Like the lawn, making John, or that kitchen add on. Craftsman in your hand after stopping, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Xfinity Series was one of the biggest unknowns entering 2023. With Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, and A.J. Allmendinger all departing the series for full-time NASCAR Cup rides. Many wondered who would step up and capture those 20 wins that those drivers left on the table. Susie Armstrong lets us know who's filling that void so far. As the NASCAR world takes a brief hiatus, Xfinity Series teams will need to catch their breath as they head into a grueling 12-race stretch ahead of the playoffs. It is a grand night for John Hunter Nemechek. Off four, final time across the start-finish line. A grandfather clock and 100 grand in cash as John Hunter Nemechek is won here at the Martinsville Speedway. John Hunter Nemechek has transitioned to life in the Xfinity Series quite well after a successful stint in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The driver of the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota heads into the off week atop the series standings. So far this season, Nemechek has posted 11 top 10 finishes paired with seven top fives to go along with his two wins at Martinsville and Fontana. Through turns three and four, John Hunter Nemechek, a conservative line up off of the corner. Hammer down, checkered flag in the air. Joining Nemechek in the JGR Xfinity camp is young gun Sammy Smith. Through 14 races, Smith has held his own, finishing in the top 10 six times, along with three top five finishes. Though no afternoon was bigger for Smith than back in March when he went to victory lane at Phoenix. Sammy Smith leads up the back straightaway for the final time. Four car lengths in hand to Ryan Truex in second. It is a day in the desert he will never forget. Career win number one happens this afternoon in the United Rentals 200. And Sammy Smith has scored the victory. Things have gone so well for Joe Gibbs that even Ryan Truex, who drives part-time for the Xfinity outfit, was able to visit Victory Lane in one of his six starts, winning at Dover. The big story to start the season was the early dominance of Austin Hill. For the second year in a row, Hill won the season opener at Daytona. The Richard Childress Racing Pilot then followed that victory by taking the checkers in Las Vegas, then again two weeks later at his home track of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Currently, Hill trails Nemechek by a mere four points in the standings. Considering how he's performed thus far, does Hill view himself as the championship favorite? I've always been considered the uh, underdog and stuff, so I'm kind of wanting to keep that kind of, you know, name. Um, I don't know if you could say I'm the favorite right now. We have been 
having a really strong season and we're running up front, running inside the top five. But uh, we're just trying to do do our own thing and um, hopefully it all pans out. And, and once we get into the playoffs, we have a lot of bonus points that we can lean on. And the biggest thing for me and the biggest challenge that I have going into the playoffs is getting into that final four round for Phoenix because each and every year, even from the truck days, uh, I always seem to get into that round before the uh, final four and always miss it by two or three, four or five points. And uh, so it's been a little frustrating there. So uh, just trying to trying to get that box checked to, to make it in that final four and then anything can happen once you get to Phoenix. Hoping to join Hill in the race for a title later this fall will be his teammate, Sheldon Creed. Creed is still in search of his first career Xfinity win, but he's come close this season, finishing third at Phoenix, then as the runner-up at Talladega in April. Now, here comes Creed, gets into the back of Burton for a moment, but Burton leads back to three. And it's Kligerman in the outside lane who's leading that charge. Creed on the bottom. There's a little bit of separation between Burton and the rest of the pack who are building a run as they work off a turn four. Burton out front by two car lanes. Creed advances to the second spot. He's got drafting help, does Creed, courtesy of Cole Custer. They're crashing behind them. One car, three, four cars go around. Checkered flag is in the air to the line. Checkered is out, and Jeb Burton wins again at the Talladega Super Speedway. Grabbing the checkers that day in Talladega was Jeb Burton, who now owns two wins at the hallowed Alabama Super Speedway. Despite sitting at 14th in the driver standings, Burton and the Jordan Anderson Racing Team's playoff position is currently secure at 8th in the projected playoff standings. It's been a mixed bag for junior motorsports through 2023. Justin Allgaier, the series' elder statesman, picked up a big win at Charlotte during Memorial Day weekend and holds the third spot in the point standings. Meanwhile, Josh Berry has had to pull double duty a few weekends, filling in for Chase Elliott in the Hendrick Motorsports No. 9 on the NASCAR Cup Series. While currently missing a trip to Victory Lane, Berry's results have otherwise been strong, collecting 10 top 10s and 6 top 5s, good enough to place Berry 5th in the standings. 19-year-old Sam Mayer, in his second full-time season at JRM, has made strides but has been hampered by a trio of DNFs. The real struggles have come from Brandon Jones. Jones, a big signing for JRM during the 2022 silly season, has yet to recapture the previous form he held back at Joe Gibbs Racing. At the moment, the Georgia native finds himself outside of the projected playoff field, as he's so far failed to win a race and has only finished in the top 10 three times. Could a second-half turnaround be in order? Allgaier driving deep into turn number 10. It's down the one car length. He's right there. Right on the back bumper of Cole Custer as they go to turn 11. Custer hugs the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Allgaier looking driver's right off the corner. Here we come off turn number 12. Going to be a drag race to the line. Custer's got the command out in front. Allgaier's on his bumper, but he's not going to get there. Cole Custer, your winner at the Pacific Automation 147 at Portland International Raceway. His first win since California in 2020. 22. Stuart Haas Racing's Cole Custer has handled his reassignment to the Xfinity Series quite well through 14 races. Custer holds a win at Portland, along with six top five and nine top ten finishes to capture the number four spot in the current standings. We're a few weeks away from playoff bubble talk, but as things stand right now, SHR's Riley Herbst and 2021 Series champion Daniel Hamrick would be the last two drivers in, both on points. 
Hamrick's colleague racing teammate Chandler Smith, a rookie in the series, finds himself on the right side of the bubble after he claimed victory back in Richmond on the 1st of April. It is Chandler Smith, one car length in hand. Now two car lengths in hand. John Hunter Nemechek's got one final shot off the end of the backstretch. He won't be able to do it. It's all Chandler Smith to three. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek. Strong on the outside, slips just a bit. Checkered flag is in the air. Chandler Smith wins for the first time in his career at the NASCAR Xfinity level. He wins the Toyota Care 250. There's work to be done for Parker Kligerman, who's just 18 points behind the cut line, while Brett Moffitt and Ryan Sieg are a couple dozen points behind. Jeremy Clements may need another win, like last year at Daytona, if he wants to make a repeat trip to the playoffs. It'll be a wild ride to follow these next 12 races as the series visits four road courses, a pair of super speedways, and a slew of intermediate tracks ahead of the playoff opener in September at Bristol. Stay tuned as plenty of drama is set to play out in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Thank you, Susie. That Xfinity Series status report was brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering. A global leader in the emergency warning industry has been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Coming up, Christian Eckes stops by to give us his take on the first half of the 2023 season, and later we'll take a look at the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series as a whole. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Christian Eckes was one of the new faces in new places in the Craftsman Truck Series for this season. Twelve races in, and it's safe to say that the move to McAnally Hilgeman Racing has paid off. Jason Toy caught up with the two-time winner to chat about the season so far and look forward to what lies ahead. Joining us now is the driver of the number 19, McAnally uh, Hilgerman uh, Racing Chevrolet Silverado in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. And Christian Eckes. Christian, how are you, bud? I'm great, man. Just uh, honestly had just a late breakfast, so uh, just hanging out right now. Enjoy well, the time off. You're coming off a, uh, a second-place finish over at, uh, at Gateway, or of course, at the Worldwide Technology Center, and this kind of goes along with what a great season you guys are having. Was this something you guys dreamt of? When you guys uh, got ready to hit the track at Daytona, do you think you guys will be in the position you are this quick into the season? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I knew the potential of the race team being around in the last couple of years. Um, so whenever Bill texted me, I guess it was late uh, December 2022 on, on the, the possibility of coming here, I was I was ecstatic and I knew, like I said, the possibility of, of Charles and the entire race team. So. Um, I think it's just a culmination of a lot of hard work. Um, I feel like I'm driving the best I've ever had, and uh, there's a lot of good people here that, that can give me the tools I need to succeed. And you definitely have got that, and this is a team that's that make the transition. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, they've been building to this part uh, with this team, with uh, Bill McAnally and, and Hilgerman Racing going over from the, the ARCA West series of things, and then, of course, transitioning up here to the uh, Craftsman Truck Series. And 
they're really starting to hit some stride now. And I know you guys, you and I have had a chance to talk quite a bit uh, throughout the circuit this year and talking to Bill too. The confidence level for you guys that you have going in race weekend, knowing you're the contender to the win and now you're a contender to the win the championship. Yeah. Yeah. No, the confidence is, is definitely high. Um, you know, I just like, I can't say enough. The, the, the people are great. The equipment is great. Uh, and I feel like I'm in the best situation I am or I have been in uh, to, to win a championship. Um, like I said, the trucks are really good and it's just a really good situation for me so far. How nice is it now having a teammate this year with Jake Garcia and running the two truck team? Does that help you guys a lot by sharing data and certain things when it comes to the limited practice you have, but getting things set up? Yeah, for sure. You know, most weeks we kind of go really similar. Um, so the adjustments that he makes and that I make, we can kind of bounce off each other to, uh, to to provide the best results for us both. Um, you know, this past weekend he ran really well, qualified seven. Uh, we qualified third. So uh, yeah, the equipment is good on, on both fronts, not only for the 19, but the 35 as well. How do you like the role of being the the veteran with the team and you just kind of guiding a young kid that's couldn't even run the first race this year at Daytona that's just continuing to to get better and better every week? It's been different for sure. You know, I haven't really been in this role before. Uh, You know, at KBM, we obviously had Kyle as as the veteran presence. Uh, Thor Sport, we had New Johnny or or Crafton as the veteran presence. And now it's kind of my role. So, uh, it's been interesting. Um, it's been kind of cool to see Jake's progression um, and be a part of that as well and kind of learn, you know, what he needs differently than, than what maybe what I did when I was younger and, and kind of provide him some insight on, on some of the mistakes that I made and, and how to avoid that as well. Christian Eckes is here with us talking about the season so far, going into uh, getting ready to go back racing here next week too. And Christian, let's talk about racing so far in the Craftsman Truck Series this year. We've had a bunch of different winners, which is a good thing to have in a series. And it seemed like, to me, it's one of the most competitive years that we've had so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we've lost a couple trucks compared to we have uh, in the past few years, but uh, they've been replaced by different trucks that are running just as well. So uh, the competition is obviously really good. There's a lot of good teams and a lot of good equipment this year. Um, and I feel like the top 12 on any weekly basis is, is pretty tough to contend in. And um, any one of those can contend for a win as well. Let's talk about what you got for the rest of the season lined up here. You got Nashville uh, in the uh, out the front windshield right now down the road. You'll be up at mid-Ohio. You've still got a lot of great racetracks coming to you. And I know a lot of tracks that you'll run well at. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I feel like that all kind of starts in Nashville. Um, we had a good weekend this weekend, obviously, that kind of put us in a position where the regular season championship isn't quite out of reach. Um, obviously, four races, uh, 37 points is, is a decent gap to try to make up, but uh, I feel really good about the racetracks. Coming up, uh, obviously, Nashville, I ran fairly well last year, ran second for a while, middle Ohio, finished top five, and uh, I think the two other ones are Richmond and Pocono. So uh, two more that are, are, you know, have been good to me in the past and uh, like kind of all four of them. So that's uh, a good opportunity for us to kind of capitalize and hopefully some playoff points um, and then kind of move forward in the regular season standings. 
to to try to make a run at it for for even more bonus points. You know, one of the things for the Craftsman Truck Series, you guys, you know, don't run as full of a schedule that they do in the Cup Series or Xfinity Series, but you still run a really good schedule. And you guys are coming off a run where you had a bunch of consecutive weeks, and now you get the off week here. I know you're a racer. You want to race every weekend. You get an opportunity. But I got to think that this is pretty good for the team to kind of get things regrouped and get ready for another run that you'll have. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're at the end of the day, we're still a, a smaller truck team. And you know, every time that we can get a week or two off to, to kind of recuperate and, and get some time to prepare and, and do everything the right way is definitely, you know, a good thing for us. So uh, right now we're, we're building a new truck. Um, we got another new truck to build. So uh, Bill and, and the other Bill are, are really putting everything forward to, uh, you know, kind of chase this championship. So it's good to have a couple weeks off to build some new stuff and, and to get our stuff ready for the next couple weeks for sure. How crazy is it around the race shop? And you talk about both Bill and Bill there, but you guys, your team runs a lot on the West Coast too. So I know you you kind of do some things there, but it seems like every week they're feeling three, four cars to go out in those races. Is it pretty crazy around the shop? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the truck team takes it all hot and then the ARCA team picks up a lot as well. So um, it's a pretty good balance right now with how everything is, is working and uh, it's a good format for sure. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely pretty busy for, for Bill and everybody. All right, before we wrap it up here, I got to ask about you a little bit here. And obviously, you're you're an athlete. You train to be able to be a position you are. You guys last uh, the last time out at Gateway or at the Worldwide Technology Center Raceway, how hot it was in that racetrack. And you got a long, hot summer ahead for you guys. How do you prepare physically to to not only challenge what you have on the racetrack, but also the physical side of things that you'll encounter? just like you did there two weeks ago. Yeah, the weather has been kind of terrible here in North Carolina the last couple of days, but as soon as the weather gets better, it uh, starts being hot again. He was just training outside and, and trying to get as much uh, outdoor activity with, with heat, trying to get as acclimated as we can get um, is just the biggest thing. But yeah, Gateway was, was definitely really hot. Mid-Ohio will be another really hot one. I'm um, sure it'll be hot in Nashville as well. So just being as prepared as we can to... Like I said, take advantage of the situation we're in. It's, it's going to be important. Christian Eckes, congratulations on a great season so far. You got a couple of wins there. You're looking good here as we continue to push forward. And best of luck in Nashville and beyond, bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll recap all the happenings in the truck series so far this year. And we'll discuss who Christian Eckes' biggest competitors for the championship will be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We've taken a look at the NASCAR Cup Series and the Xfinity Series so far on today's show. Now it's time for the Craftsman Truck Series to take center stage. Tim Catalfamo recaps the first 12 races of 2023 for the tough trucks of NASCAR. The start of 2023 brought about the return of Craftsman as the title sponsor of the NASCAR Truck Series. 
The blast from the past has also brought about a throwback type of season. With trips to old school racetracks and one of the most wide open championship races in recent memory. Zane Smith began the season as the defending series champion, and he started the season much like he did last year by winning at the Daytona International Speedway, albeit in a rain shortened affair. Another big offseason storyline was multiple championship caliber teams switching manufacturers. Thorsport, for example, made the move back to Ford, while the biggest paradigm shift was Kyle Busch Motorsports ending their long standing relationship with Toyota and switching to Chevrolet. Any doubters wondering whether KBM would still be a juggernaut of a team were silenced when Kyle Busch stunk up the show on his home racetrack at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Virtually untouched this final run, KFB doing KFB things now in a Chevrolet in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series to the bottom side of turn three and four for the final time. He started at the front of the field. He will finish at the front of the field. Welcome home to Las Vegas. Kyle Busch has won the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Following the trip out west to Vegas, the series headed to the Atlanta Motor Speedway, where Christian Eckes scored a win for his new team, McAnally Hilgeman Racing. The truck's next raced on a road course for the first time in 2023 at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Zane Smith once again found victory lane, making him the first two-time winner of the season and cementing himself as a championship favorite in 2023. For the final time here at the Circuit of the Americas, off of turn number 20 and on to the front straightaway, and for a second consecutive year, Zane Smith wins the XFL 225 here at the Circuit of the Americas, his ninth career win for the defending champion. Zane Smith wins here in Texas. We mentioned earlier this is a bit of a throwback season for the truck series, and a hallmark of the series in years past has been standalone events. The truck series had their first of those this year at the Texas Motor Speedway in April. Rookie Nick Sanchez dominated the race, but when the checkered flag flew, it was a different driver finally getting his first career victory. Looking for the white flag, it is in the air. One lap to go in Texas. Oh, and Sanchez gets turned, heading down to turn number one. He slides up to the top side of the racetrack. Carson Hosevar moves by to the front of the field. Zane Smith and Nick Sanchez both involved in an incident just past start-finish, just after the white flag. And now we sit and wait to confirm with NASCAR sort through this all. Carson Hosevar on the racetrack came through that in front, but it's NASCAR to make the call here. A, to confirm the leaders, yes, and the checkered is out. The checkered flag is being displayed with the caution flag. Carson Hosevar has just scored his first career victory. What a finish in Texas. The very next weekend, the tough trucks of NASCAR went night racing on the dirt-covered Bristol Motor Speedway. On this night, it was Thorsport that picked up their first win of the season, with Joey Logano behind the wheel. Following Bristol was another short track as the truck series made a trip to Martinsville Speedway. This race, much like Daytona earlier in the season, was marred by weather. Ultimately, though, Corey Heim picked up his first one of the season, driving full-time for the newly named Tricon Garage. 
After the trip to Martinsville, the Craftsman Truck Series got their first extended break of the season, with more than three weeks elapsing between the rain-shortened event at the Paperclip and a trip to the track in the heartland of America, Kansas Speedway. Entering Kansas, the season had been giving off a young gun feel, thanks to the wins by Hosovar, Eckes, and Heim. The race in the Plains, however, proved the Truck Series can still be a playground for grizzled veterans. Clear racetrack ahead as Grant Infinger leads him out of four. Dominating the second half of this race here tonight at the Kansas Speedway. Off for Grant Enfinger to the line. And with the win as a checkered flag goes in the air and Grant Enfinger has won the heart of America 200 at the Kansas Speedway. Kansas marked the start of the busiest month of the year for the truck series with five straight weeks of racing. The throwback theme of 2023 continued on NASCAR's throwback weekend at Darlington Raceway. Christian Eckes would score his second win of the year at the track Too Tough to Tame, joining Zane Smith as a multi-time winner, and proving his win at the Atlanta Motor Speedway was not a fluke. Following the trip to the Lady in Black, it was another blast from the past when the Truck Series took to North Wilkesboro Speedway for the first time in decades. The gunslinger Mike Skinner on top of the flag stand, North Wilkesboro Speedway, about to go in action for the first time since 1996, and the green is out. While Kyle Larson started his dominant weekend in this event, the race at North Wilkesboro will still go down as one of the most memorable moments of 2023. Up next for the series was a home game for many of the teams at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. The driver who drove to victory lane, though, was a former series champion driving for a team headquartered in Ohio. Final time for Ben Rhodes, his bright orange F-150 to the bottom of the racetrack, this time through three and four, looking for that checkered flag. Ben Rhodes all all by himself off turn number four. The Ford drought is over. Ben Rhodes goes to victory lane for the first time this season. He wins the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. The most recent race for the tailgaters was near St. Louis, Missouri at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Grant Infinger was able to join Zane Smith and Christian Eckes as a two-time winner in 2023 and solidified what could be a run toward his first series championship. So where does everybody stand 12 races into the season. Well, with only four races to go until the playoffs begin, the six Truck Series regulars with wins have their playoff berths secured. One of those drivers, Corey Heim, actually leads the point standings despite missing the last race due to an illness. Right behind Heim is Ty Majeski, who is looking to advance to the championship four race for the second straight year. The other three remaining playoff spots are currently held by veterans Matt Crafton, Stuart Friesen, and Matt DiBenedetto. Though those three drivers have youngsters Tanner Gray, Nick Sanchez, and Chase Purdy breathing down their neck and ready to pounce if given the opportunity at Nashville, Mid-Ohio, Pocono, and Richmond. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, we'll flash back to MRN's Classic Race of the Week. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The MRN time machine is fired up and ready to send us back to 1990 and the AC Delco 500 from Rockingham. Alan Kowicki coming up on the Jack Pennington car now. He'll go to the outside to try and put a lap on the rookie contender. Not a whole lot of traffic directly ahead of Alan Kowicki. If he can move around maybe two or three cars, he'll have pretty clear sailing all the way down to the checkered flag. So traffic shouldn't be a factor between himself and Bill Elliott. 
Meanwhile, that battle for third, still a tight one. They're working back to turn one. Again, their single file. Harry Gant holding the third spot with Ken Schrader directly behind him. Meanwhile, the battle for the lead, Barney, I think may come down to something you pointed out earlier today in that Bill Elliott may be saving something. We noticed a few laps ago he was right up on the rear deck of Alan Kowicki. Then he drops back for a few laps, but seems like it will. Elliott can close in on Kowicki. For now, he sees there are some laps to go, about 12 remaining, so he just seems to hold his spot for now. Of course, we'll have to wait and see if that's the case. They work lap traffic, getting around Tom Kendall here off turn two. And the other thing, keeping an eye on on the back straightaway, Dale Earnhardt's car has suddenly become ill-handling. Here comes Mark Martin to the outside of Earnhardt. This should be a battle for position. Martin to the outside of Earnhardt at the end of the back straightaway, trying to keep from losing any points to Earnhardt. They're side-by-side side in four. Ernie Irvin is there. Earnhardt and Martin, they're all battling for position nine, ten, and eleven. Two laps down to the leaders. At the stripe, Earnhardt side-by-side side with Martin, and Ernie Irvin sneaks through. Irvin's got the spot going into the corner, but still the battle directly behind him. Earnhardt and Mark Martin, they're side-by-side. Side. Off the corner and onto the back straightaway. Earnhardt is on the inside. Martin is on the outside. It's a dead heat at the entrance to turn number three. They go cleanly side-by-side, side, halfway through the corner and onto the straightaway. And all of a sudden, the fans are watching a couple of cars laps down go at it here in the final stages of the AC Delco 500. Back into turn number one. Earnhardt down to the inside. Martin on the high side. Martin tries to hold his car down low, but not too low because Earnhardt is directly underneath him. Off the corner, the Goodrich Chevrolet gets the edge. They come up on some lap traffic now. They go to the outside of the Rick Jeffrey car. Earnhardt will pull up in front of Martin. Martin has to give way in the traffic in turn three. Sterling Marlin across the stripe. Smoke now begins to show from behind the Sunoco Oldsmobile, even more so than we've talked about in the last few laps. We'll see if he can hold on. And Bobby Hillen trying to hold on. You can listen to that race in its entirety right now on MRN.com or wherever you listen to podcasts by subscribing to MRN Classic Races. Well, that'll do it for today's show. A big thank you to Christian Eckes for stopping by and the entire MRN gang for looking back at what has been a very eventful first half of the NASCAR season. We'll see you back here next week as we'll dive into what we might see in the season's second half. I'm Kyle Rickey. Have a good week, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downey, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.